The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. We were talking as well a little bit earlier about uh, adult kids living at home in the context of the housing crisis. One will return to housing and now because there have been reports today that the government could move up to eight billion euro from their proposed new sovereign wealth fund into housing. The money it suggests it would go to the Land Development Agency and it would coincide with them entering partnerships with private developers to build on both public and private land. John Moran is the former chair of the uh, LDA, the Land Development Agency, and he's with me now. John, it's good to talk to you. Um, is this a good idea? Yeah, it's great great to chat to you, um, Karen. And look, in principle, it is, right? I mean, we're all familiar with the expression, too small land of Hebra. Um, and unfortunately, with the LDA, we kind of had a bad start, I think, in terms of the scale of its, its objectives. And this is catching up. I mean, you know, there are some issues about this still. I mean, money's not just enough to, to, to get a solution. You need to have delivery, and we can talk about that. And I'm not sure about the detail of this five or six developer proposal, and I'd be worried about how that operates outside of Dublin, as usual. Sometimes these policies are done to to, to solve the problems in, in, in the Dublin area, and you forget about what happens at Mullingar or at Lone or indeed even Limerick. So that's it. But, but principally, look, this is the government, I think, finally getting to grips with the scale of what's needed for for the housing problem. And, and you know, this is really important. And frankly, I know it's going to sound crazy on the radio to say it, but while eight billion sounds like a huge amount of money, it's really only about three or four years of the amount of housing that the government agencies, the LDA and others, need to be delivering into the system. So it's a nice start, but there's supposed to be fifty or sixty billion going into that sovereign fund. Mm. And if we're really serious about solving this, Michael McGrath, whoever's you know the minister for finance in next year and the year after will be putting more money in on top of this, which is good. I mean, I'm not saying it's a waste of time. These are these are the creation of really valuable infrastructure mm. assets that the country needs. Uh, so, it, but is the value of a cash injection like this that it, it allows the government or the LDA on their behalf to to close the gap that has developed between supply and demand? You know, so, yeah, so, so, I, so that then you get into the kind of then then your current spending or whatever it happens to be every year can kind of settle down to a more manageable level. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a way to think about it, right? I mean, if you're going to try and build a tunnel underneath the 25 kilometer tunnel under the sea, you don't set out to try and get developers and architects and engineers to help you do it with only the funding to build the first half a kilometer, right? The agency that's got the job of doing that has to be credibly able to say that they have access on a sort of an unqualified basis to the resources they need to complete the mandate that they're given. And I guess go back a little bit, when Project Ireland 2040 was was kind of introduced, it pointed out, I think fairly accurately, that we needed at a minimum 500,000 new homes in the country. The LDA was set up in and launched with a mission to help the delivery of 150,000 of those, and that's 7,500 homes a year. So that's a 2.5 billion euro capital expenditure. And so obviously houses don't all get built in one year, but if you think about it on average, that's how much capital infrastructure needs to get built in housing just to do the houses, none of the rest of the stuff. And so 8 billion gives you about three years. And I mean, when I stepped down from the LDA chair, People were talking about a budget allocation to the LDA of 300 million 
we said it was not anywhere close to what was needed. It became one and a quarter billion, then it doubled again. This is, I think, finally an acknowledgement that if the local authorities aren't going to be given the money to do this, which was another way of doing it, then somebody needs to be doing it, and it should be the LDA. And this is a good start for them to be able to credibly plan now five or six years of delivery. Mm. And that's the only way you can actually manage to get ahead of this problem. So let's say over that five or six year period, or maybe a little longer, you, you can you can resupply what you should have been supplying over the last number of years. And, and you kind of bridge that gap. What What would you imagine into the future the LDA's annual budget should be? Well, I mean, if you think about the Project Ireland 2040 and just the projections there, okay, the annual spend, now, I mean, I make one big assumption, right, which is that the LDA is delivering and building all of those houses, right? Mm. But if the LDA is doing it on its own with state resources, which would be consistent with many of the politicians' policies about housing, then it's about two and a half billion every year was the number that I suggested to the Department of Housing they needed to find for the LDA going forward to 2040, right? Now, there's an element of trying to do a lot of that even faster at the beginning because that stabilizes the market, brings down prices for everybody. The other question, though, and this is, I come back to this point about the five or six developers that was referred to in the Irish Times, is I think that we need to be very careful about how the LDA delivers the required housing. Now, I go back to a favorite, you know, part of the country, you know, for me, which is Georgia and Limerick and Limerick. That was built essentially by a speculator developer who didn't have the resources to build all the housing. And what he did was he designed the neighborhood. He said exactly what should be built on each site. And then he left smaller builders, smaller developers build to those plans. So there is a way for the LDA and the Department of Housing to stretch this $8 billion much, much further than suggested by $2.5 billion a year by simply allowing the LDA to go and plan, a first acquire, right, and then plan large tracts of land in Ireland to actually put in the facilities, design what the neighbourhood should look like. Here's where the shopping centre should be. Here's where the town center and the cafes here's where the church goes here's where any other religious you know institution needs to be or community centers etc the Mm. state then builds its part of it and lets private developers and others charge on to build the rest but in a totally designed way so you end up with a kind of a, a a really kind of comfortable urban space properly designed like they did in paris like they did in georgia limerick and and that i think is what we tried to do in colbert down in in in, um, in Limerick and indeed in some of the other LDA plans, and that's a really good way for this to work because fundamentally we need lots of houses and homes in in Ireland, and we don't need the state building all of them. So, uh, if the LDA gets ahead of the problem with the land, gets a lot of supply in there, um, or the availability to get supply, others can do a lot of the heavy lifting that we need. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of into the rounds of speculation here because we don't have any detail on this, but I don't think it was only you that alarm bells would have sounded for, this suggestion of of there being kind of a working relationship between five and six developers and the LDA. And to me, it sounded like there was the possibility of, of competition being undermined. And if we accept that competition is needed for us to get the best value for money, uh, therefore, there's an argument you're not going to get value for money. 
Yeah, and well, first of all, there's this question about is it a developer or a builder that they meant when they, I mean, this is obviously a leak that's come out of government, right? I'm familiar with what happens with these things in the run-up to budgets. But this is a suggestion that this is happening either somebody's arguing this should be happening and wants to make it happen by leaking it out or somebody's testing it to see how we'll all react, right? But so maybe developers really means building firms and that would be equally appropriate because if the LDA does the design work, and takes all the risk out of it, you don't need developers as we traditionally think about them, right? Mm. Um, the, the problem I have with it, even if it says builders, is that five or six builders now producing the quantum of housing that has been given to the LDA in its original mandate, which is about a quarter of the state's housing needs, seems to me to be too small. The scale of those builders slash developers is such that they just won't be interested in going to Kilkenny or Mullingar or down to, to Castle Bar to build the housing that's needed in those areas. But effectively, the state is shutting out all the smaller builders and things like that. And that's why I go back to this idea that I would rather prefer that what the LDA is doing is being a little bit less restrictive on the number of builders, design the areas, and a bit like you know Mr. Perry did 200 years ago, let individual, perhaps speculators, perhaps builders, build, or indeed even community groups, go off and build the building that should be on a particular site themselves with potentially their own funds, but to an overall plan. And I think that will allow us to keep that kind of competition that you're looking for and uh, allow us to... Yeah, there'll be people listening to the conversation and, and uh, John, that have kind of... The recollections of of a story earlier this year of 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 government underspend, capital underspend when it comes to housing, about one and a half billion. Now, part of that is over three years, so part of that is COVID. Um, uh, uh, but I mean, the the other explanation has been kind of red tape and bureaucracy and delays imposed on on local authorities and approved housing bodies uh, and others. And they might be listening to this and thinking. You know, is throwing more money at the problem necessarily going to solve it? It might help, but it, it you know, you, you, you could end up just with more money not spent. Yeah, no, no. And, and I did refer to the fact that money alone doesn't solve the problem at the beginning, right? And you're absolutely right. I mean, but but some of the kind of conversations that we tried to have at the, uh, when I was at the LDA was, look, if it takes, just assume it takes four or five years to move from a greenfield site to housing. And you're supposed to deliver seven and a half thousand homes every year. Well, the trick here is not to start in this year with only the planning for seven and a half thousand homes. Mm. It's to start with the planning for seven and a half thousand by five or six thousand homes. So that eventually, I mean, it takes a little bit of time, but eventually your whether it takes four years or five years to get to the end result, as long as your output is still back at seven and a half thousand every year, after the first rocky three or four years, then you start really producing the right level. But if you wait to deliver the planning for the second, third, fourth, and fifth years until you kind of feel like you've got the first one going, then you're in trouble. And that's why, as I said, it's a bit like a tunnel. It's really important that the LDA can credibly now in its strategic plan actually start moving, not just on one year or two years delivery of housing, but on acquiring the land for six, seven, and maybe 10 or 15 years worth of housing and just get that moving. And look, I mean, I've been frustrated by the by the, the lack of, of progress in places like Colbert, 
where the master plans were effectively done two or three years ago, and yet planning still hasn't happened. And I think it's important that the government and the LDA do an equally important focus on that, because as you said, you can have a big wad of cash put aside in the sovereign fund, and if the machine isn't working at the right at the right pace, then it's never going to get spent. But look, we have a couple of options. I think there's one important thing just to say, Kieran Dole, yeah. and this is another thing that I did notice that the government seemed to have edged up their annual output from 30,000 in housing for all to something like 40,000. And at the time, a number of us said it's somewhere between 40 and 50,000. That's another really important step in the right direction, because if there is a credible allocation of funds to do a delivery of homes that is much better fitted to what our needs are, there's a magic that happens, which is that when the private institutional funds or the speculators know that there's enough housing coming down the track, even if it's in four years' time time or five years' time, they reduce the prices that they will pay for apartments now. And so it goes down for everybody straight away. And that was something that was a frustration in the Housing for All project, because by underselling the amount of houses that we needed, They told basically every speculator in Ireland or indeed international speculators looking at Ireland, you've got yourself into a market where there's always going to be a shortage. And so this is a kind of these two things moving together are certainly moving in the right direction. And the results of that could be much more quick than we expect, because if it's a credible plan Mm. to deliver enough housing, it beats the supply problem. Maybe not immediately, but in five years' time, everybody knows that rents go down, ergo prices go down, and so they pay less today for those houses. And can I ask you one more question, John? It's kind of tangential to what we're talking about, but it, it, just to pick up on something you mentioned, you talked about, uh, you know, George and Limerick or the plans for Colbert, that there is a kind of a master plan, and then you allow developers slash builders to, to build to that plan. I mean, w- would that then kind of mitigate against the type of development you see in in large parts of Ireland. And I give an example. I drive in past the Coombe along Cork Street and huge amounts of that part of Dublin have been redeveloped. And and individually kind of impressive student buildings or apartment buildings or office buildings. But there is no rhyme or reason to the architecture or to the design from one end of Cork Street to the other. Every site is developed completely differently. It kind of, it just, no, I'm, I, it, it just, this is a real bugbear. I'm kind of allowing the listeners a little insight into of mine, but it just grinds my gears. No, no, but you're absolutely right. So, so if you think about how we have been doing a lot of building of our urban spaces or even our sort of villages and others, right, in Ireland, we, we in effect sort of do these broad brushed zonings, okay? Then we let somebody who historically, for reasons long, long ago, you know, set out a particular plot of ground property to grow sheep on it or houses or had a factory or something like that. We we make that the actual definition of the site. And then somebody tries to come up with the best use of that site that they can do. They go into the planners and they say, okay, that sounds reasonable. Away you go. But it doesn't really come together in the same way as you see in some of the European cities, which for different reasons, I mean, it was connected with World War you know, um, two, or maybe even the fires in London and in Paris that, that destroyed major neighbourhoods that had to be rebuilt. But, but we have a massively growing population. So we know we need to expand and build new neighbourhoods and communities. And, and the way to do that so that it all works is that you kind of design it all out at the beginning, 
you let the community groups, individuals, players build their little pieces of that. The state provides the social part of it, the social services, the hospital, whatever else is needed, the tr- public transport. And, and it all looks and works coherently. And it, it in effect means that maybe you're telling somebody when they come in with that plot of ground that they have to design a little bit of a street that ends nowhere at the end of their plot because when you get the, the plot next mm. door, the rest of the street continues. And you don't get these housing estates where you can't actually break through a, a cycle path or a walking path to make it quick to go to the train station or the shop. And instead you have to walk, you know, we're all familiar with how many kilometers you end up having to walk around just simply because there were different farmers owning all those plots many, many years ago, yeah. and they never came into common ownership, right? The, the Colbert idea, and indeed there are others, right, are quite different because there's a landmass there that is 50, 60 hectares that can be designed as a coherent whole from the beginning. And then you know where the streets are going to be. They all flow through properly within the city area and the city fabric. And I don't really think it matters who builds number one or number five or number seven on the street and whether it belongs to social housing or private ownership or a community group or indeed is is an office block. It doesn't matter as long as it has been tested to be the best outcome. And the only thing you need the state doing is kind of sitting back, making sure that the core parts of that, let's say, neighborhood aren't left behind. And what has happened before in the past, we're all yeah. frustrated with this in Ireland, is a builder goes off and builds the piece they want to build or the developer, which is, you know, 100 houses in a semi-D kind of fashion in a housing estate. The community moves in. Hopefully the builder finishes the project. If they, Even if they do, there's no shop. There's no community services because the local authority hasn't been given the budget to do that either. The, the, the philosophy of the Land Development Agency was that when the state starts to put in these services, like in George and Limerick, yeah. they put them in at the very beginning, the land values go up from what the state paid for them because the state can design itself what they're zoned for. And then when they sell them off to private developers, nobody's getting a windfall other than the state. We getting paid a big price for these individual sites if they okay. deserve that. It's, it's kind of, it's in a little bit sort of, you know, single, sort of, you know, relatively simple. But what's really important to go back to our earlier point is that you can't do this in small scale. And so if you're serious about having a disruptive agency to, to change the speculation and the development-led, you know, planning that we've done and you're doing, and you're choosing the LDA to do that, they have to have a multi-year budget. They have to have a budget that actually shows them credibly able to deliver, you know, for five okay. or six years. And, and all I keep saying is, let them not just do it in Dublin. They really need to be doing it all outside right. Dublin. Well, we really need to be going. John, listen, a pleasure as always. Thanks for talking to us. John Moran, former chair of the Land Development Agency. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy. With Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.